It's time to get chiseled with Rob Hamadari. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chiseled. And why do we call it Chiseled? Because we're all a work in progress. I'm Rob Commodore. I'm your host. I'm also the author of the book, Better Than You Think. And I'm a real estate agent. been doing that for 21 years now. And today, I have a guest with me who is also a real estate agent, as most of you would not be surprised. I've had a lot of realtors uh, as guests here. But we have a whole network of people throughout the country that we met, and everybody's got a story. And, and it, part of my, I guess, mission here is just to be a conduit for people's stories. So today I have a friend of mine, Deanna Bone from Phoenix, Arizona. And and ladies and gentlemen, be graceful with her. This is our first ever podcast. So welcome to the show, Deanna. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much, Robert. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, it's my first. (laughs) ah, We're so glad to have you natural. We're going to have fun here. We're just going to have you tell your story. So Deanna's been in the business since 2004, or 2003, did you tell me? 2003, uh, you, yes. And you joined our little Buffini network in 2004. That is correct. Married 37 years. And ladies and gentlemen, she's only 45 years old now. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> My high school sweetheart, yes. She married her high school, high school sweetheart at a very early age. And, and she's doing great. Got two boys. One's in the service. And and got, some, got three grandkids, did you tell three me? Three grandkids by him, yep. Awesome. So Deanna's got a really, she had a couple cool stories. She's, she's, uh, you know, found a couple hardships and through the hardship, she's uh, made some good things happen. And we're going to let her start telling us about the uh, original hardships in real estate and then take that on from there. All right. Well, my original hardship was of course, being in the state of Arizona in 2004, five and six, uh, being in real estate agent on that. Um, and as the history has shown, we all got hit in the recession of 2007. Uh, so as a real estate agent, we went from making six figures to zero figures like in one day. And uh, fast forward to now, it was the first time just a few months ago that I heard someone tell us, Brian Buffini, tell us that it wasn't a recession, it was a depression. And yeah. it was, I think that was a big hit, a big aha moment, because I always tell people, a lot of people live through it, but we lived in it. And there's a big difference, you know, and in 2008, uh, 2009, I lost my house. Um, And, you know, it's it's really hard when you drive up to the driveway and see that, you know, foreclosure sign. But what's worse is at the same time, you get the phone call that you're being sued by the credit card company because you can't make the payments. Um, And just thinking, you know, you're down on your knees. Just, I remember getting the phone call, hanging up the phone and looking at my husband and just breaking down going, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. So Deanna, what's like the, I mean, we just dug right into that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, so you're in the business for at that point, four years, three, five four years. years. Yeah. Five years at that point, you're making six figures. And then like you said, in a day, bang, you're going from six to zero. Yeah. In that moment, what's the thought process? You know, one, is it your own thought process, like what you're going through psychologically? And then mm-hmm. is there a conversation with God in the process? Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, there's conversations with God throughout all my life. I mean, before this, during it, I mean, I, I was blessed to know Christ at a very young age. Um, I was introduced to him when about when I was about eight. I remember there was an older lady in our neighborhood uh, once a week would have all his kids in her house. And of course, to sing Bible songs and Bible studies. And it's kind of funny today. I think it might be kind of weird that we all would go to a strange lady's house. But that's what we did. And she gave me my first child's Bible. Um, And then 
at 12, I accepted Christ, was baptized. Um, and my grandfather, who was a huge believer in Christ, um, gave me a Bible at that time. And, you know, he always told me, whatever you do in life, ask God, what am I supposed to learn from this? Rather it be good or bad, right? What am I supposed to learn? What, what are you trying to teach me here? I remember him also saying, Deanna, I, I don't care what religion you are. Um, I just want people to make sure they make you open this book. I don't care what the religion is, but you open this book and you read it, you study it and you let God talk to you. Um, as a matter of fact, I did not carry a bouquet when I married my husband. I carried the Bible that my oh, grandfather gave me. Yeah. So, so, I, you, so you were building that foundation. Then. I okay. built that foundation long, long time ago. So when this hit, I mean, you know, like I said, I looked at my husband, I'm starting to break down. But the next thing you do is you go down on your knees and you're just like, oh my goodness, what am I supposed to do with this? But, you know, again, God, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm giving it to you. And that's what I've learned so much. Give it to him and just say, okay, you're going to walk me out of this. I don't know what to do. Um, and what's funny is real close to that, I started getting phone calls from clients in the same predicament mm. as me. And that's where I learned the value of, I have to tell them my story to walk them along, right? Walk them along and under, let them know, I know what you're going through. I'm not this big hole. I, I, I think people think, Realtors are on this high ledge. We make all this money. We, you know, we have the big cars. We have the big jewelry. Um, when in reality, we're human, just yes, like everybody else. And things happen to us. And we have to share our story with them to say no. And so when my clients started calling me saying they're getting the same exact phone calls I'm getting, it was a blessing because I realized God saying, okay, Deanna, use this to help them. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. How was the the first one, the first call you got? Because like, was there a little bit of maybe embarrassment, a little bit of shame, a little bit of whatever? Um, yeah. and, and that's normal for us to have, right? Yeah. You don't want to say anything. You want to lie. You want to cover it up. You want to, oh, my life's golden. My life is golden. Is that um, what you did? The first no, one? No, no. <laughs> well, you know, at, at the beginning I did. I was like, okay, well, I'm here. I'm here. And then it was like, at the same breath, it's like, this isn't honoring my story. Yeah. This is an honoring God. This is an honoring what I'm supposed to do with my mistakes. Cause we are human. We make the mistakes. So now I looked at him saying, look, I'm going through this too. And it was so interesting because they were angry. They were mad. They were frustrated until I told them I was going through it. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, how can we do this together? And they were also more forgiving if the banks were going to talk to us for Cause you know, we were trying to do the short sales. People were going into foreclosure before the banks would help us. Um, and they were more forgiving. It was almost like it just calmed the storm. When you say forgiving, forgiving of what? Well, a lot of times they blame us. They okay, blame that's culture. what I thought. Yeah, it's they blame us. You bought, you made me sign this, right? You got me into this mess. Get me you out. You got me into this mess because this is what people do is they want to blame someone else. Yeah. And I've learned I have, to, you know, every time we point one finger out, there's three more coming back at me. Yeah. Right. So it's like, no, we didn't put you in this situation, but we are here to help you get through it. Um, so, so in helping them get through it, help me, it helped. Yeah. And, and help did me. you think of that right away? Or you're like, man, the more I do this, the better um, I feel. You don't think about it right away because I'm just on a mission to help because, you know, we have a very serving heart and we're here to serve as much as we can, even through our pain. And so it almost um, made me forget what was going on at home by helping them. But then with me helping them, it also encouraged me to say, wait, why can't I do this for myself? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. 
so it was teaching me things because I think we're more um, students on the outside than students on the inside, or I was at that time. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, wait a minute. This is waking me up on how I can help us. And that's what I did. Yeah. And so uh, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was at any point in time, like, all right, there's a pretty party going on here. I got to get oh, out of that. Gosh, and I, and I got to go help these people. Oh yeah. There's always a pity party. All right. It, there's always one and it's either on their side or on our side, but I find that the pity party on my side serves no one, Right. serves absolutely no one. And so I, I have to be the first one. You know, I always like to tell people like we're like the car. Um, and when you look at the car, we have four wheels and we have an engine, right? But that engine is us. And if I cannot, if I don't look at that oil in the engine, when that light comes on, our car ain't going anywhere. If I see the red light come on because our tires are flat and I don't fix them, we're not going anywhere. So we have to remember we are the person that we have to look for those red lights. Right. Yeah. I, I, I commend you for that. I really do because you're going through like you're going through it. You're feeling mm -hmm. that pain and now you're helping somebody else go through it and you got to be the strong person. You got to be, be strong. resilient and, and get through this. And so it makes, it makes Deanna a stronger person. Yes. And so now how long, did it take you to pull through that? You know, it, was, that it was funny because, you know, I lost my house. Remember, like I said, we, you know, unfortunately filed bankruptcy. Everything went gone. It was gone. Um, but as soon as that happened, we bought our very next house within 15 months. So, so what year was that when you lost the house? 2010? 2008, 2008 is when we lost it. And I bought again in 2010. Okay. So we were already starting to come out, if that makes sense. So yeah. Very fast. And, and it, I think it was because we forgave ourselves on being, I like to say the stupid moment, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was a friend of mine taught me a very famous vocabulary word that I use a lot. She goes, Deanna, that was your stupid tax for this year. So stupid learn tax. stupid tax. Uh, <laughs> so she goes, learn from that stupid tax. And what are you going to do? So, you know, that was my stupid tax. <laughs> I, I called paying tuition to Rob Commodore yeah. University, but, yeah. but I, I'm going to call it stupid tax tuition now as we're going to call Is it. True, it's a stupid tax. So it's like, oh, you can't get it back. It was something you did. Suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> so, Dan, you got this great energy about you, and you're jovial, and you're you got. I just feel it through the screen here. And so that's a hard time. So now, now you get now you buy your first house after that. After that happens, and, yeah. and then you're, you're you're strolling along here. Things are going okay. I'm assuming you're building back up, building the business back up. It's all going through short sales. You know, learning how to talk to these clients now. I mean, now we're going two years into short sales foreclosures. Um, business is going back, things are going well. And then 2012 hit. And 2012 was the year in August of 2012, I was having a lot of medical issues and had to have a surgery in August of 2018. And then within five to 10 days of surgery, the doctor calls me and says, you have cancer. Wow. Yeah. And so it's almost like you get hit. There's the wall again. So it was like, whoa. Oh my gosh, are you serious? And when you get that big C word, you want it out. You want it just stop, you know? And then there's two things that happen. One, you want it out. But I think right before that, uh, the biggest thing is you stop. And, and, and I said something and my husband wasn't really happy when I said it, but I said, well, I guess I know it's going to get me. Ooh. And yeah. because that's the first thing you think, right? Yeah. Is this is it. It's over because it's a scary word. It's a scary hit. And my husband was like, oh, no, 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 no. 
we're, we're not going there. We're not going there. So again, that was another knee dropper, right? Okay, God, what am I supposed to do with this? What, what is, I was busy in business. Um, I didn't have time for it, <laughs> right? So was your husband helping you in the business at the time? No, he was not. No, he helped me back in 04, 05, 06, but it wasn't his forte. It right. wasn't, you know, in his wheelhouse. Um, so he did not, but it was, you know, I had a blessing. I had one of the best real estate coaches in the world. Beverly was yeah. my coach and Bev, you know, I called her up and I said, oh my gosh, I have cancer and I don't know what we're going to do. I had to, I just had surgery in August and now I'm told I'm going to have surgery again in eight weeks. Wow. Um, I did not have a team with me yet. It was just me. And the very thing that Beverly said that was a big hit was, okay, Deanna, you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to tell everybody you have cancer. Everyone. I said, no, we're not going to do that. You know, I just told everybody, you know, what, a few years back that I was bankrupt and, you know, foreclosure. And she's like, Deanna, just like that, everybody's had the C word hit them. Somewhere in their family, they're going to understand. And you don't want them to think you dropped the ball on business if you're doing something through the cancer. They're going to yeah. be forgiving. She goes, and this is going to be the best year you've ever had. And it was. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and how was it the best year? Uh, it was the best year because I learned to take care of myself first. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, business did really well. I have to say that. But it was the first time, you know, when the oncologist tells you the very first thing when you get cancer is you have to get rid of stress. That's number one. He says, you have to remove stress. Stress is the feeder of cancer. And I'm a real estate agent coming out of foreclosure <laughs> world. Are you kidding me? Really? Stress, stress is a vitamin in our business, right? It is. It is. <laughs> it's like, are you? what do you mean drop stress? And that's where I learned um, self-care. That's when I started learning what self-care was and learning about um, meditation, being mindfulness, uh, praying all the time. I was in the word every day. I would wake up in the middle of the night, which is this hunger of wanting to be in the word. And I would just get up out of bed and my husband got used to it. He was like, okay, she's going out there again. And I would just open up the Bible and just start reading it. And I just couldn't believe everything that was getting me through it. You know, all his strength, all the words that was like, okay, this too shall pass. That's where, you know, my, I say my life Bible verse came through, which is Jeremiah 29, 11. Which is, yeah. share that with us. Yeah, right. so Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for, um, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster and to give you future and a hope. So he already knew this was coming. Here, this is, his, you know, we just got to figure out the plan. We just got to figure out what can I do to get through this? Am I learning? Am I going through this to teach someone? Is this, I think one of the things I had to learn was it's okay to slow down. I was going to ask you that because yeah. it's like, you know, at this point, it's not that cancer is not getting out of you fast enough. This, this plan is not developing fast enough. So how do you, how do you mm -hmm. pull the reins back on Deanna, right? Pull yeah. the reins back and, and slow down. How did you do that? Yeah. You have to learn to take timeouts. You have, and that's a hard thing for a workaholic because that's, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what we are. And that's what made us who we are. Um, I come from a line of, you know, workaholics, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, my dad was a workaholic. My dad also died at 57 of cancer. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, we, so again, when that hit and I remember my dad and watching him die at 57, watching him struggle and I'm going, I don't want that for me. You know, this is not where I need to be. Um, 
And so I learned to slow down. I learned, okay, every time I was stressing and thinking I need to work harder, I went and I, like I said, I just, I started journaling. I spent a lot of time in journaling, um, spent a lot of time in prayer. I spent a lot of time with friends just talking about it, just talking, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, someone who's gone through it. So can I, can I touch on that real quick? Yeah. Cause we were just at an event in May and we read mm -hmm. a book called chatter and he mm -hmm. talked about, I think it's called ruminating where we don't want to go back and relive and relive and relive. So identify for me or explain to me like the difference between like venting and reliving it and just talking about it. Right. I mean, venting, I think when you're venting, I think you're angry. Okay. Right. And so you have to go through those emotions to get scared, anger, um, all those emotions you go through when someone dies or anything like that and go into acceptance. And so the rule for me was I need to accept this. And I just had to talk to someone. How do I accept it? What, it, what is a good, healthy acceptance of this? Um, I'm always in the, in the realm that I look for someone where I want to be, not someone who's behind me, because if they're, if they've gone through cancer and they're positive and they've made it, I want to talk to them. How did you get there? And what, what was it that maybe you can give me one or two cents that can help me pull into it? But what Our about the person that's behind you that you could help? Because that's what I'm going to do is help them because I'm going to learn from the next person. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a domino effect and, and the dominoes can fall sideways or straight down. Right. Depending on how we accept our challenges in our life. And, and so we're, that, all, we're all dominoes in our we're own We're all stores. dominoes, yeah. And so, you know, and we search, we should search anyways, not everyone, I guess. We sh should search for someone that is one step ahead of us to pull us through our challenges, to say, it's okay, this too shall pass, you know, and this is how we're going to get through. I, I love the saying, this too shall pass, but I also do it not just for the negative, but for the positive as well. So when I look at things that are happening positive in my life, I have to remember this too shall pass. It's not going to be that way forever, right? It's not going to be this way forever. So it's like, okay, I need to meditate on this, learn on this, pray on this, accept this, knowing it could be a good day today, but it could be a really hell day tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. So Deanna, I have two questions here. You, could you talk about how you bring yourself through these things? And you yeah. mentioned journaling and you mentioned meditating, among other things, the prayer mm -hmm. and, 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 and the other stuff. But mm -hmm. the journaling, like I, I remember when I – first started journaling. Oh, well, I, I was, I was afraid to journal because I thought it was a woman, you know, writing in your diary thing. Right. Yeah. And, and then I started journaling and I remember just making like bullet points, you know, I did this, I did this, I did this. So journaling for you, is it just, because some people just hear journaling and I don't know what they're thinking, but tell us what journaling for you is. You don't have to tell us what you journal, yeah. but maybe you do. I don't know. It's up to you. So what, what is journaling yeah. to you? You know, it's funny, it changes depending on what I'm journaling about, because when at that time, when I was journaling my I was journaling my letters, I was it was like a letter that I was writing to God. OK, you know I mean? and yes. it was like so I would say, oh, dear God, boom. And that was my journal. Um, and then there's times on bullet points. Right. But then there's times like right now I'm journaling, um, asking every single morning those three questions we just learned in May that you were talking about. Right. So I always say something about I will let I will let go of that. Mm -hmm. It could just be a few sentences or I am grateful for or I will focus on. So that's today. So I think you kind of change your journaling habits throughout seasons in your life. 
I think it's a great way to put it, Deanna, because I, I feel when I first started doing it, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was doing a bullet point thing. And then I was like, okay, right. I did this today and I went there today and you know, nothing behind it. Like, what did it mean? And then I remember going through struggles at times. I struggled with this today and this is how I felt. And this is what I thought. Yeah. And, and and, and we, we find different things. Like sometimes I journal just affirmations. Yes. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know that there's, I think the point we can make here, agree, I hope you would agree with this, is that mm-hmm. we could, we are the authors of our journals. Yeah. And we can dictate and decide how and what we want to journal. Is, is that, there's that no fair? right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. It's just getting out what you need to get out of your soul. What is it and how do you want to do it? It's, it's right for me. It's right for you. It, it's all, we're different people and we have different aspects of getting things out. And what's the benefit of that? The benefit, of, um, I think to learn from it, to see it, to see it's natural, to see it's common, to see it's normal. Um, I think for me, it was um, a stress reliever. It was a huge stress reliever because I, I am more of an upbeat person. Um, and I, I, I clench my jaws. I'm a huge, that's where I hold my stress is in my okay. jaws. And when I get it out on paper, it loosens it up. It loosens that anger. It loosens the questions. And sometimes it's not anger. It's just questions that we have. Exactly. And so then you go from journal touch real quick. You talked about what we did in, in May, the, the three things that was for the two minute morning. The, uh, mm-hmm. I forget who the author of that book was. Neil, uh, is it Parsha? Neil P-A-R-S-R. I got the book right here. You are awesome. You are awesome. That's it right there. Sorry, Neil, if you're listening to this and I can't pronounce your name. (laughs) We killed your name. (laughs) Pasrika. Pasrika. P-A-S-R-I-C-H-A. So tell us a little bit what you got from that, what he taught us. You know, well, some of my highlights that I look at when I look back at my notes on that is one of them is prime your, you know, prime your brain for positivity. Um, One of the things that I thought was so fascinating with what he said, um, we were, we have always been raised to great, you know, to work great, to get for that big success, and then we're happy. But reality, he says, we need to really work on and focus and grow on being happy doing great work and then becoming big successful. It's shifting where the words fall. You got to say that again. Okay. So he said how we've been raised in the past, right? Is we were taught to do great work, work good, right? Work hard. Then you will get big success. Then from big success becomes happiness. That's when we're happy is when we work good, become successful, then we're happy. When reality it's the other way around. We need to focus on every single day being happy. And if we focus on being happy, we're going to do great work. And then when we do great work, then that's where the success comes from. That's so huge. It's right? so huge. Yeah. That's my aha moment from him because I'm like, wow. Yeah, that is. That's I amazing. need a little bit of that right now. Huh? Yes, yes. It was so cool. I love that book of awesomeness. That and then is great. He said, you know, really create good life habits today. Create yeah. those good life habits. Um, so those, yeah. And there's and always of, the first time for a first time. That's that's great stuff. So one of those habits you created that you are from journaling to now meditating. Mm-hmm. So is meditating like some people see meditating in different mm-hmm. ways. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is it just quiet for you? Is it guided mm-hmm. for you? What does that look like for you? You know, you're going to laugh. So the, when I started meditating, which was back in 2012, when I got the cancer, um, this brain does not shut down. 
there's you know, there's no quiet, you know, I feel like, right? And I will never forget what my oncologist told me. He said, because he's the first one that said, you need to meditate. You need to take some moments and breathe, right? And I said, I can't do it. It just, you know, you just start knocking it down. You're done. And he says, Deanna, do you ever listen to the radio? Yeah. He goes, do you ever sing the songs? Yeah. He goes, you're meditating. Interesting. And I thought, are you kidding me? He says, just sing a song. Because what you're doing is you're so focused on that song. You're not thinking of yesterday, a minute ago, tomorrow, two seconds from now, because you're only worried about the words of the song in that moment. You're in and the when moment. he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's meditation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, that was, my, that was my introduction into meditation. Now it's, you know, it's quiet time. It's, it's uh, reading scripture in quiet and silence. Uh, the two chairs, I love, you know, how Bob he Odin. says. Yes, Bob Bodine. So um, that's what meditation is today. But when I first started, because it's, it's horrible to get started if you have a brain like mine that has a lot of chatter. <laughs> I, I, I think we, we both do, right? Uh-huh. So now, okay, so you had the bankruptcy, you could add to that. You got the cancer and you beat that, right? Yeah. And so now, then that was, when did you beat it? When were you officially out of that? Um, 2014 is when I officially started going where they're saying we're looking like we got it. And of course it goes for five years, you know, after that, that you're, they get tested every year. But 2014, that's after my second surgery, after all the therapies I had to do, everything ended in 2014 and I got the clean bill of health. So um, but that's when I started focusing again heavily on real estate, right? And um, I was getting more into our group of connection of realtors that you and I are so blessed to be part of, which is Brian Maffini's agents. Um, I had a very, 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 very good friend at that time. And this very good friend and I traveled to every event together. Because as you know, Rob, we go all over the country. All over the country, right. All over the country. And I always with the same person over and over and over for about three to four years, maybe. Well, yeah, up until about 2017. Um, and then I had the problem of her retiring. And when she retired, I started going to events by myself and I realized I don't know anyone. I knew everybody in the room, but I knew no one. It was very yeah. surfaced. Right. And I was like, oh, I don't belong here. I don't want to be here. I felt very awkward. I wouldn't go to dinner. I wouldn't, I'd sit in my room and I was like, this, this isn't me. Um, and that was a challenge for a real estate agent, you know, being, feeling like I wasn't good enough to be in that room and have that chatter, that negativity that hits and um, leaned on my coach and said, I don't think I'm going to these events anymore. And, I how, and what year was this when this was happening? Uh, this was about 2016, 2017. Okay. Uh, is when I told my coach, I'm done. I, I don't think I'm going to go back to the events. And she stopped me in my tracks as a good coach will do. And, you know, make you think outside the box. And she just said, you know, Deanna, um, I think that you've outgrown the person on stage, but not the way you think. She says, I need you to stop focusing on the person on the stage. And I need you to turn your eyes and I need you to focus on every single chair that's behind you. She goes, that's the value of these events. Who cares what is said on that stage? Does that make sense? And, and we've heard it a number and of we've times. Heard it. We, how many times have we heard it? We know what's coming out, but it's good stuff. And it reminds us, but 
there's only so much we can do with that. So she said, what I need you to do is now refocus on every person in that seat. Well, of course, our next thing is, well, how the heck do we do that, Rob? Right? Because we're only, we only get to see you five minutes in between breaks. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. So I, you know, I was trying to ask people for dinner and, but then they already had dinner with 16 other people. And, you know, it was so hard to connect. And so, and again, we're traveling, we've only got a few minutes or a few days and I'm and like, Dan, if, if I can interrupt real quick, I want to explain something to somebody. If, if give me a sec, if you would. Yeah. The, uh, so we're, and you've heard me say this before. We're part of a organization. It's it's a national, maybe even international, uh, real estate coach uh, coaching, real estate and lending coaching company. Brian Buffini, Buffini Company is the name of the company. And one of every eight houses that's sold in the United States and Canada. I, well, I don't know if Canada is including this number or not, but I know one of the, one of that out of every eight houses that's sold in the United States is sold by somebody in this community. Correct. So, so what Deanna's talking about is, is we we go out and we 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 get to know each other. So yeah. like if people have somebody moving from like I'm from Maryland, if somebody's moving from Maine to Florida, I can still get you in touch with somebody in this community. And it's people to think alike, we act alike, and we're just we actually just, know them. You know, you know, we so, know them. Yeah. yeah so I, I just want to so, so finish. Keep going with you. We're talking about. Yeah, that. and and that's real important to understand. And so our goal when we go there is we are finding like for like people. You know, people that we can connect with and we love on each other and hug on each other because when we give our clients over to you, we know you will treat them like we treated our clients. And our clients are more comfortable with that because they understand the language of Deanna. So now they understand the language of Rob. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but the question is, is for me to find those people, I needed to open up to that. Right. So the problem was I had to figure out a new way to contact people is what it was outside of these events and get to know them outside. Well, back in 2017, 2018, that's when Zoom just started. It was uh -huh. you know, right there. I mean, we none of us knew what that was. Zoom. Um, right, right. Well, one of the ways that I built my business is I uh, love to break bread with people and I love to have coffee with people in the state of Arizona. Right. And I do that all day long. I'll have coffees with my clients. I have coffees with my vendors. I have coffee with other agents. Um, but the question was, was how do I build that coffee with agents across the nation? Right. Because I knew if I could do that, that's where the golden nugget was. And I, I remember my husband looking at his client at a worker that he works with, who's also my client. And the client asked my husband, what does your wife do all day? And he goes, well, she just drinks coffee. That's all she does. And I said, but I turn coffee into contracts. Ooh, and so at the same like time, yeah, my assistant heard me say that. And then that got me a mug that says I turn coffee into contracts. So I'm reading this going, how do I turn coffee over the miles? Which is where my name, you know, the name came from coffee over the miles, which is what people know me for is that. Um, and so I started picking up the phone. And I had to call people first. Hey, Rob, you know what? Would you have a cup of coffee with me on Zoom? And they're all like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So, so cool. one by one, I started having coffees over Zoom and we get to know each other. And it's just ran. It just ran. And then in 2019 is when we started seeing the numbers. And my coach kept it very quiet. She never told anyone because we wanted to see, was it going to work? Um, and then in August of 2019, Brian Buffini, our lovely coach that we all love to death, um, came out to the coaches and said, I want to know different ideas on how to keep people connected 
when they're not in the same state, right? Agent to agent. And we brought out coffees over the miles. And then by, Jan by January 2020, it was being introduced and other agents started doing it. Um, but then COVID, <laughs> now we got hit with yeah. COVID. <laughs> And that actually helped. That actually helped. That that COVID actually helped it. Uh, it did. So I, I, it ended up being fast forward. It ended up being where I was having um, anywhere from two to five coffees a week. Sometimes two to five coffees a day. Um, and I'll brand. Wow. I don't. I don't drink just coffee. Sometimes it's water. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you'd be jacked up five coffees a day. Exactly. You? But you know what? It was beautiful about it, Rob. It was. <laughs> People got to know me so much deeper. I got to know them so much deeper so that when I started going to events, oh my gosh, I actually knew Rob. I got to hug Rob because we knew each other at such a different, deeper level. I had to make it so intentional. So when I went to events, now who's going to be my next um, agents that I want to get to know better? Lenders, agents, or whatever. And now come forward to 2020, I've had over 600 coffees. Um, up over up until life. now, or is there since up till now, up to now, I've had over 600 coffees for, for well, since 2018, so 2019. Um, and it's helped tremendously. If you know real estate, it's helped me with over six, almost six hundred thousand dollars in gross commissions just with coffee. So let, let's do a little bit of math here, <laughs> okay? So if you've had you've had 600 coffees, right? Yeah, and, and so as you divide that by or divide $600,000 by 600 coffees. And that's $10,000 a coffee. It sounds like yeah. to me. Tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. That is there. correct. That is yeah. absolutely correct. So each coffee was $10,000 for me. Although I did, that wasn't my first intention. And that I is know. so I know. important. Yeah. You know, it wasn't my first intention. And now what is so awesome is I've been blessed. The coffees over the miles have gotten me. Now when I walk into a room, I know people. It's not just a surface. No. It's I actually know people and they know me. And it's so it makes me excited now to go to the events instead of hiding at the events. But I have to be very intentional when I do it. I do not room with anyone anymore. Uh -huh. I won't do it um, because I know I, I know for me, I'll hide behind the person that I'm rooming with. So I literally have to go and I have to go with intentions. My coach makes me do that every single time. And I've been blessed to be on the peak panel, as you know, um, and that yes. was such neat thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was about, uh, and maybe we went to this event. It's called Peak Experience and the Brian does it every year. And there was a thousand people there this year. Mm -hmm. And Deanna was one of uh, three, it was three guests, right? And mm -hmm. one of three guests, they got to tell her story up on stage. So, so this coffee over the miles thing, it's really going to grow even more. And, and it's, so. so you're really, I mean, it's going to grow for you and it's going to grow for other people too. Like you, you become like this. People. Yeah. 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 You're going to become this pebble in a pond. Yes, I, I really do. I'm, you know, my goal with the coffee over the miles is a to stay humble, you know, stay, you know, if this is the way that God wants me to help people to come out of the same shell I had, right, and introduce them because we are such a transient nation right now. We I mean, everybody is moving across the miles and everybody wants somebody they know already. Right. And yeah. we are their trusted advisor. I like to say, you know, when people look at the word real estate agents or realtors, you know, they think, oh, we're just members of National Association of Realtors. We buy and sell homes. Right. I like to take that deeper and say, you know what? Yes, we're realtors, but we're really connectors. That's really our number one job is connecting people to each other, whatever you want. I mean, are you looking for, you know, a wedding venue? We can help you with that. Are you looking for a landscaper? We can help you with that. And it could be in any state. It doesn't matter. 
Um, and that's where I think people need to understand the old time realtor is gone. It's the yeah. new ones, the connectors. And we need to be those connectors. And to start, I got to be connected to all of you all. Yeah, it's like instead of Google, Google, Google Deanna. That's right. <laughs> right? I, right? We're, people, we're resource. We're yeah, resource. We're resource. I've had people text me because they got lost on Bell Road and 31st Avenue going, Deanna, where the heck am I? I want them to do that. that I want great. them. But, you know, I think the biggest thing I've learned over all these years, and I and I hope people do this, and I know we talked about it a little, a little bit in the front, and I want to make sure we say this, is through life, you know, we get thrown with a lot of positive stuff, a lot of negative stuff. Um it's all how you interpret that or how you live through it. Um, like I told you earlier, I always thought for a long, long time, I was always taking one step forward, two steps back. Rob, no, there was always two steps forward, one step back. You know, you just didn't know it. You just, I didn't, just know didn't know it. I didn't know it. And then when, but, but looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, I was never by myself. Yeah. And it was amazing what God does and what God, and, and if and what God throws in your life, people, you know, saying, okay, yeah. Yeah, this is who's going to help you with this. This is who's going to help you with that. The object is, are you going to listen to it? Yes. Yeah, so, and, and the thing we think we have to realize is what God's doing for us and not to us. Yeah. Life, life happens for us. So, you know, as we come, you know, to an end here, wrap this thing up, you know, you've been, you've been, you've had some stuff going on here. Right. And, and I'm sure it was a struggle at times with the house and the cancer, but you've, it sounds like you're just this upbeat, positive person, mm-hmm. got a great solid foundation, and you, you've you've done. We're doing well. You've done well. You've helped other people. You inspire people. Where do you go from here, Deanna? <laughs> you know, as long as we have air in our lungs, you know, we're always, as you would say, being chiseled, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always that next growth opportunity. I mean, I'm a grandma now. So, you know, my world is three beautiful babies in the state of Texas. You know, I always tell people my my son, you know, holds them hostage over there in Texas. So everything I'm learning now, I'm learning to be with them. I'm learning what can I grow to be a better Nana? You know, it's life. You're always until the day you die, you better be learning something right or else you're going to get stale. And it's like, I want to learn the next thing. What's the next thing that life is bringing to me? Life is great. It, you know, what is, what is it? It's like Brian says, it's a good life. It's not great. <laughs> life sucks at sometimes. Oh, yeah. Right. But in the meantime, it is a good life. It's just you got you have to sometimes search for that good. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> but you got, we have to be committed to find the good, right? You have to be committed to finding it. And, and it all depends on how you wake up every morning. That's all awesome. Right. Well, how are you going to put your two feet down on that floor? Because that's going to make or break your day. There you go. There you go. It's good. It's good note to end on. Hey, thank you so much for this, Dan. I have a question for you, though. If somebody's looking to get a hold of you in Phoenix, Arizona, how would they contact you? Oh, the best way is just call me. Call me, text me. My phone number is 480 203 4029. Again, that's 480 203 4029. Like I said, call or text me. You can Google Deanna Bone. D-E-A-N-N-A, last name's Bone, just like a dog bone, B-O-N-E. Um, love to chat with people, and I love to be an encourager and a connector. I'm here for you. And you throw her bone too, right? <laughs> <laughs> no bones about it. It's funny because my tagline is, for results you can count on, no bones about it. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Thanks for sharing that. 
So let's make no bones about it. You've been an awesome guest here today. Thank, Thank you so you. much for sharing, sharing your heart, sharing your energy and your, your, your struggles into success. And, you know, continue to have those coffees across the miles, man. That is so awesome. Oh, well, thank and, you, Rob. And you know, you're, you need to pat yourself on the back too, because these are awesome that you do this to help people connect. This is just awesome. And I love you for it. Well, I love you too. And thank you so much. So thank you again, Deanna. And until next time, everybody, let's go get chiseled. You just got chiseled with Rob Hamadari. Be sure to like this podcast, share it with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also, you can find Rob's book on Amazon, Better Than Equal.